Amen. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Um, can we all close our eyes and let's just worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Let's just continue to be in the spirit of praise and worship. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want every one of us to just lift up our hands, just lift up our hands, both of our hands and just worship the Lord. Yes, just worship the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's open your mouth. Let's just open our mouth and just out of our own spirit, out of our own heart. Let's just worship the Lord this morning. Yes. Hallelujah. Lord, we continue to enthrone Lord God. We continually enthrone your name in our midst. Oh, Jesus, 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 we bless you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord God. We honor and worship you, Lord Jesus. You are our good, good Father. You are our good, good Heavenly Father. You are our Abba Father who never changes, who remains faithful, who truly loves each and every one of us. Be exalted in our midst this morning, Lord God. Be exalted in our midst. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. We bless your name, O oh Jesus. We enthrone you, Jesus. All, all worship, all honor, all glory belongs to you alone, O oh Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, glory to Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for you are here in our midst. You are here, dear Holy Spirit. You are here, Jesus. Jesus, you are here, Lord God. You are our big, big God. We bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the things that you're doing and the things that you're about to do, Lord God, in our lives, Father. We thank you, Lord God. Jesus, help us to be more in love with you, Lord. Help us to be more in love with you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That we will love you, Lord, with all our minds, hearts, soul, and spirit, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your name, O oh Lord. Bless your name, O oh God. Bless your word this morning, O oh God. That we may not just be hearers, O oh Lord, but a doers of your word. That we will not just talk about and speak your word, but we will live it, Lord God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I release truth, Lord God. I release understanding, Lord. I release sight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Even spiritual sight, Lord God. Even the opening up of the ears, Lord God, of your people that we may hear. That we may hear what the Spirit is telling e in each and every one of us, oh Lord. We thank you, Father. We give back to you all the praise, the honors, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, let's turn off our, the light. I just want to show uh, a video. Oh, sige. Play natin yung video, mga, mga, mga kapatid. Okay, turn off natin dito.
I'm not sure if this has been shown before. But anyway. What if I told you Jesus came to abolish religion? What if I told you voting Republican really wasn't his mission? What if I told you Republican doesn't automatically mean Christian and just because you call some people blind doesn't automatically give you vision? I mean, if religion is so great, why has it started so many wars? Why does it build huge churches but fails to feed the poor? Tell single moms God doesn't love them if they've ever had a divorce, but in the Old Testament, God actually calls religious people whores. Religion might preach grace, but another thing they practice, tend to ridicule God's people, they did it to John the Baptist. They can't fix their problems, and so they just mask it, not realizing religion's like spraying perfume on a casket. See, the problem with religion is it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification, like a long list of chores. Like, let's dress up the outside, make it look nice and neat. But it's funny, that's what they used to do to mummies while the corpse rots underneath. Now I ain't judging, I'm just saying, quit putting on a fake look. Because there's a problem if people only know that you're a Christian by your Facebook. I mean, in every other aspect of life, you know that logic's unworthy. It's like saying you play for the Lakers just because you bought a jersey. See, this was me too, but no one seemed to be onto me. Acting like a church kid while addicted to pornography. See, on Sunday I'd go to church, but Saturday getting faded, acting if I was simply created to just have sex and get wasted. See, I spent my whole life building this facade of neatness, but now that I know Jesus, I boast in my weakness. Because if grace is water, then the church should be an ocean. It's not a museum for good people, it's a hospital for the broken. Which means I don't have to hide my failure, I don't have to hide my sin. Because it doesn't depend on me, it depends on Him. See, because when I was God's enemy, and certainly not a fan, He looked down and said, I want that man. Which is why Jesus hated religion, and for it He called them fools. Don't you see so much better than just following some rules? Now let me clarify. I love the church, I love the Bible, and yes, I believe in sin. But if Jesus came to your church, would they actually let him in? See, remember he was called a glutton and a drunkard by religious men, but the Son of God never supports self-righteousness, not now, not then. Now back to the point, one thing is vital to mention, how Jesus and religion are on opposite spectrums. See, one's the work of God, but one's a man-made invention. See, one is the cure, but the other's the infection. See, because religion says do, Jesus says done. Religion says slave, Jesus says son. Religion puts you in bondage while Jesus sets you free. Religion makes you blind, but Jesus makes you see. And that's why religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God, Christianity is God searching for man, which is why salvation is freely mine and forgiveness is my own not based on my merits, but Jesus' obedience alone. Because he took the crown of thorns and the blood dripped down his face. He took what we all deserve. I guess that's why you call it grace. And while being murdered, he yelled, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Because when he was dangling on that cross, he was thinking of you. And he absorbed all your sin and he buried it in the tomb, which is why I'm kneeling at the cross saying, come on, there's room. So for religion, no, I hate it. In fact, I literally resent it because when Jesus said, it is finished, I believe he meant it. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. Have we seen that video before? No. 
didn't like it. It's my, it's actually first my daughter who showed it to me, Sophie. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a lot of truths in that video. Amen. There's a lot of truth. So we always say it here in the church that we do not have a religion, but we have a relationship with Christ. Amen. Um, and I want uh, everyone to have that understanding because um, coming to church does not save you, but a relationship with Christ does. Speaking the word of God and talking about the word of God does not save you, does not make you righteous, does, ma does not make you right before God, but it's what you do. It's the content of your heart. Amen? So um, that's why uh, it is not, we are not, well, there's a lot of truths in there. That it sa He says that um, the religion says do. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to be righteous. You have to be holy. You have to be like, you know, clean and right on the outside, speaking the right words, acting the right way, but that is religion, brothers and sisters. Amen. The, the, the Bible says it's all done. It's all done by the blood of Christ. We are all saved by grace, and everything is finished. Jesus says the gospel is only simple. He said it is finished. Come, the Lord says, come, and I will give you life and have it more abundantly. Amen. So um, uh, on this month, we are in the, in the, just like what Pastor Serge has mentioned last week, we are in the um, series of evangelism. So um, last week, do you remember the, the message? Amen. Um, don't go to church. <laughs> so controversial. Don't go to church. Be the church. Amen. Don't go to church. Be the church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Okay, so um, so we're still in the book of Acts. Um, let's see. Um, so that's our title this morning, Facing Off Without Falling Apart. Facing Off Without Falling Apart. Um, let me just uh, give you a heads up of the title. Facing Off Without Falling Apart, what does it mean? It means sharing the gospel, standing up for the gospel, standing up for Jesus without us getting fearful, without us getting... Uh, demeaning ourselves or having a poor self-esteem on ourselves. So what does it mean in sharing the gospel in hostile or in unpleasant circumstances or unpleasant situation? What do we do? If it's not convenient, should we continue to share the gospel? If it's not convenient in the school, if it's not convenient in the workplace, if it's not convenient in the grocery store, when we got the promptings of the Holy Spirit to go speak to that man or pray to that man or say, I have a word for that person. If it's not convenient, are we still going to go ahead and do it? So um, we have a relationship with Christ. In Acts 4, the one that uh, our main text, it says um, the face off, that means facing off a duel or a, a face to face situation. In Acts 4, the face off took place between Peter, John, and the Sanhedrin. We know the Sanhedrin are the religious people, the Sadducees, the, the, the Pharisees, and all the, the teachers of the law. Now, let me give you a background of Acts 4. Um, the background, have you, um, have you read the book of Acts? Who, who read the book of Acts? Everyone. No, not everyone. <laughs> but anyway, you have a, um, a background of the book of Acts. Okay, the book of the, 
chapter 4 of the book of Acts, let me give you a background of a prelude of why the face off took place on, on chapter 4 of the book of Acts. In Acts 3, uh, do I have those? Oh, Acts 3. There. The lame man healed. Let me just, uh, let me just run you with a story. I, I did not have it up there. Um, at around 3, p 3 o'clock p.m., in the temple back there on, on, on the account of Acts 3, around 3 p.m. in the afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple to pray. They went into the temple to pray, but then at the same time, here comes the lame man or the crippled man from birth being carried by the people and being placed, and he was placed on the gate beautiful. Right there, they, they call it the gate beautiful, right wherein the people would go in to to get into the temple, and um, he was—he is—he. They placed him there to get alms, you know, to get alms from the people who are passing by. The Bible says, the text says, he was born lame from the birth, from birth. Um, same thing in John nine when Jesus healed a man born blind from birth as well. So, but this man was born lame or crippled from birth. So when he saw Peter and John, he turned to ask them for the alms. Give me alms, alms, alms for the poor man or for the crippled man. You know what the famous words, even it became a song that uh, Peter and John says. What did Peter and John says? Silver. Amen. <laughs> Walking and leaping, praising God. So that was the song that we had in the Philippines, walking and leaping and praising God. But I want us to, um, to go back to the statement of, of Peter. He saw the lame man asking for an alms, but, and then he speaks to the, to the lame man, silver and gold, I have none. I do not have money, I do not have riches, I do not have wealth, but such as I have, but whatever I have, I give unto you. Amen. But such as I have, whatever I have, I will give unto you. Now let's take that, um, that word for a moment, you know. Such as I have, give I you. What does Peter and John has that he could give to the lame man? Amen. Amen. Louder. <laughs> Amen. Jesus. Now. He said, such as I have, give I thee. At the same way, if we would ask that question, if, for example, we are at that place, at that, we are in that situation, the same situation that we have right now in the workplace, in the, um, in the school, in the marketplace, or in the, um, in the grocery store, even our neighbors, even in, the, in, the, in our own household. Do we have what Peter and John has? <laughs> Why the pause? <laughs> now, when, when Peter says, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have divided. And you said that I have, he has Jesus, right? Now, the one that Peter has, do we have it too? I want a big, uh, louder agreement. <laughs> yeah, I need that. 
<laughs> Amen. But such as I have, give I thee. So it is accurate that we could quote that statement now. Amen. So if we encounter a situation, our own situation, our family members is sick, or our friend is going through a problem, do we have to wait for Pastor Serge? Do we have to wait for the leaders of the church and call them, please pray? Why? Because, because such as I have, give I thee. Amen. So such as we have, we have Jesus inside of us, then we give it to them. Amen. So whatever need that we fall into as a Christian and as a believer of God, we release Jesus into that situation. Amen. We pray for people. We, we tell them that there is an answer. What we have, we give it to them. We tell them. Amen. We, um, when Peter healed the lame man, when Peter... Um, prayed for the layman, what did he say? Such as I have, give I thee. And what did he use? Just the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. It's just that simple. We don't have to make a long, long prayer. We don't have to have an intellectual prayer. But such as we have, we give it to the people around us. Such as we have, we pray for the people around us. Amen. Such as we have. Now, um, let me, um, what took place when that happens? Because remember, this layman, he is about, at this time, he was about 40 years old. He was about 40 years old, and he was, he was, he was, um, he was lame from birth. So for 40-something years, he's just sitting. He was lame. But at that time, in the name of Jesus Christ, but by the name of Jesus Christ, through Peter, the lame man was healed. And right then, um, he, Peter took his hand, and as he pulled him up, the strength and the healing took place. That's why he leapt, and he leapt, and he jumped, and he jumped for the first time in his life. He never learned how to walk. Since birth, he was just sitting. He was lame. We don't know if he has a polio or something, but then God provided the miracle at that time. That's why he was leaping and praising God, jumping and leaping and praising God. Amen. And that time, and all the people in the temple came rushing to Peter and John because of the miracle that took place, because they know the person. He sits in front of the beautiful gate every day and asking for alms. That's why they cannot deny the power of God. Amen? And then comes the bold proclamation of the gospel. Amen? That's the time that Peter went, then why are you wondering, people? It is not by us, but it is by the power of the name of Jesus Christ that this man got healed. I have news for you, brothers and sisters. God is not limited, was not limited in the book of Acts. God was not limited by the disciples because they are apostles, they are gifted. No, all of us has the same spirit, has the same Jesus inside of us. And we could release that 
to the people around us that are in need. Amen? Amen. So we have life inside of us. And because of that miracle, you know, the opportunity to share the gospel, the opportunity to, to evangelize and declare the name of Jesus, open up the way, pave the way. And then that was the background. That was the background. And um, Peter was telling all the people, why are you wondering because of all this miracle? It is because of the name of Jesus Christ, whom you crucified, whom you crucified. This account took place when they were still, um, you know, from the time that Jesus resurrected, 50 days after that, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, they were baptized by the Holy Spirit, right? And then they, they, spoke, they spoke in tongues in Acts 2. Then after that, Acts 3 took place. And then after that, then Acts 4. So this is like so fresh. The people, the people that witnesses the crucifixion of Jesus is still the same people that was in the temple at that time. That's why Peter was proclaiming boldly to these people, why are you wondering? It is the same Jesus that you crucified on the cross that died and after three days was resurrected. It is the same Jesus that died and rose up again from the dead. It is the power of his name that healed this lame man. And then he, st he started to proclaim and evangelize and share the gospel to these people. And while he was sharing the gospel, while he was boldly proclaiming the truth about Jesus, then um, Acts 4 took place. Let's look at uh, verse 1. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leader, leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. So the, one, the, um, the, the captain of the temple is just like a police at that time. They, they were like the police in the temple that came, and the Sadducees are the religious group that does not believe in the resurrection. That's why they were so upset when they were telling the people, Peter and John, that Jesus resurrected. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, evening put them in jail until morning. Why did, why did these people put them in jail? Because they cannot put them into trial if it's evening. By law, they have to do the trials during the day. But then they broke the, they broke the law when they put Jesus in trial because they did it on the evening. Amen. Anyway, but many of the people who heard, who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about how many? 5,000 5, brothers and sisters. In Acts 2, when they were filled by the Holy Ghost, when there was the empowerment of the Holy Ghost, how many people got saved when Peter proclaimed for the first time the gospel? 3,000 plus 5,000. How many thousands were added to the church at that time? In just a few days? 8,000. Amen? Walong libo. Walong libo because why? Because of the bold proclamation of the gospel. And what causes that? The miracle. And what causes in Acts 2? Because they were speaking. They were speaking in tongues. And there are a lot of people around them with different, coming from different areas, from different countries, with different languages. And they heard the disciples, the 120 disciples, speaking in tongues. And they are hearing and interpreting because they know the language. For example, Tagalog at that time. You know, example, Tagalog. They could hear them praising and, 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 and 
insulting the name of God, not of their own language. That's why a lot of people says they're drunk. And then Peter said, no, we are not drunk. This is the Holy Spirit. Upon that empowerment and infilling of the Holy Spirit comes the boldness, comes the courage, comes the braveness, brothers and sisters. That's why Jesus says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until ye be endued by the power from on high. And the promise is not just to them, but unto us, even to us, to those all who we believe in Christ. So, th so it is not, a lot of things uh, has been placed into the controversy of the tongues. But the tongues really is, is just a, a result, it's a, it's a fruit. But what we need more is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The tongues is like, you know, when we use the tongues, I speak in tongues. Pastor Serge speak in tongues. <laughs> All, uh, generally, the church believe in the speaking in tongues. I do, I do not want to elevate it, but the thing is, the speaking in tongues minister a lot to us, personally, even through the church. Because we use it to minister to people, we use it to minister on our own to God. Sometimes there are, there are words that we cannot express. There are words um, that um, sometimes, but if we use tongues in prayer, then we know that we are speaking the groanings. Like Romans 8.26, the Holy Spirit is helping us. So um, this is the empowerment and this is the boldness. That's why Peter and, Peter and John was before the council. So there was a face-off before the, the Sanhedrin. Now, um, the next one, um, verse 4, 5 to 12. Let me, um, let me just uh, give a testimony because um, I, have, I have a friend and I, wanted to, I, I want everyone to, um, to be conscious you know, that uh, people around us, if they are not saved, they are going to hell. You know, if they have to have Christ. I'm not, I'm not saying that um, that's why Jesus called a lot of disciples. And that's why we have training here, because we have to share the gospel. We have to share the gospel, not to bring people here, but they need to hear it, to hear it because they need eternal life. They need Christ in them. We should know the value of the soul. And that is what is important with Christ. I shared this before in our other church, but anyway, I will repeat it again. I have a, I have a co-worker, whose name, his, she's, her name is Carolina. She's very opposed to the, um, to the Christian faith, but anyway, I still speak, you know, at, at work. Um, one time when I was reading a news from, um, from NASA, and I, they were discovering something in the space and that in the universe, a new planet, whatever. And then I said, oh, what an awesome God we have. I said, I came, she came over to my desk and says, that's your God. <laughs> my flesh, said, she went like this to my face. She told me that's your God. <laughs> my flesh is like, I just kept quiet. We only have one God. I said, there is only one God. <laughs> Anyway, uh, she's, she's very uh, opposed. She, she was raised as a Catholic, but I don't know why she became like that. But anyway, um, weeks passed, and then she kind of mentioned to me that um, one day that her dad was sick and that she was, he was in the hospital. 
and that they are giving him the palliative treatment because he was in the hospice already. And then he was telling me, she was telling me that, um, I think my daddy's gonna go, she was telling me, because um, he, he dreamt, he w he, her dad has a dream, and the dream was he saw himself, the dad saw himself inside the casket, and then the cross is on that place, on that room. There was a cross in the room, and then his, his dad saw himself in the casket. You know, that bothers me, and that, um, that, um, that dream of the dad haunted me, <laughs> that it never left me. My interpretation of that dream, in the sight of God, he is dead. Even though he is living, he is dead in sin. Amen? If you are following me. He is not going to die physically, but then in the sight of God, he is dead in the spirit. He ha does not have salvation yet. And then um, I asked her, can I, do, can I pray for your dad? I said, sure. <laughs> he said, um, can I, she said, I said, can I go to, because her dad was in Kaiser, in Vallejo. Can I go and visit? Sure, she said. Um, but then um, I guess she, she was not really, she thought I was not really serious at that time. But I said, what time can I go? Da, 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 what time are you going to be over the, ho the, the work? And then she said, okay, I'll meet you there like around 5, 5.30. And then I called. I, I grabbed a Bible from the church, from the old church that we have. And then I went. And then when I called her there, she was so surprised when I was in the parking lot. And she said, oh, you're here? I said, yes. I said, oh, um, you know what? My dad, um, just like a infection in her in his lungs that uh, they're not allowing anyone to go in there i said don't oh, that's fine that's fine all we need is a coat right i said sure <laughs> she said sure okay then when i went up there i could sense the, the 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 difficulty in her that she doesn't want to go through with that but i said um oh when i went up there to the room she said oh my dad is sleeping and i look at the dad and the dad is that's fine so i wait for her for him to wake up he cannot, he, she cannot say anything, but anyway, for some reason, the dad woke up. And then at that time, um, I grabbed the Bible and said, can I just talk to him? Um, okay. But then I know he's, she's hesitating at that time. So I went to the dad and I just shared the gospel. All I need is just, you know, get that salvation message into the dad. And you know what? The dad said yes. The dad said yes. And then the, the dad followed after the, um, the prayer of acceptance, and then I gave the Bible, and I told the dad, just re read the book of John or whatever. And then the dad was like agreeing. I had peace at that time. At that time, I had peace. You know, because um, I know it doesn't matter, but as, as we're able to share the gospel no matter what. But um, you know what happened after that? The dad got better. She <laughs> he was out. <laughs> He w they took him out of hospice, and the dad got better and then went back home. And then I was trying to tell my friend, can I go visit, you know, just pray, or how are, how, how are they? You know, he, she always blocked me. She's always blocking me. I asked twice, three times already, but then she's always blocked me. But then last year or months ago, the dad passed away. 
and I never get to see to see him anymore. But just the same, I got peace that at that time, no matter what, he accepted Christ, and I do believe. You, uh, you, that's my point, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we are placed in a situation that we have the prompting to pray, follow after it, respond to the call, respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says, um, the, the Bible says that He needs us. We are all the workers, and uh, we should not be afraid. Whatever, even if it's a hostile territory, even if it's like people are are taking offense at it, do we do not have to stop. We should just continue to share the gospel. Amen. So the next day in four in Acts 4, in 5 to 12, let's look at that. So the next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in, in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander. So these are, um, as we read, as we read this, um, this uh, text, this part, all of these um, teachers and leaders of the law, these are called the Sanhedrin. These are the exact same people that tried Jesus. Caiaphas, Annas, these are the same exact people that tried Jesus. So they're like in a, in a halfway circle, and in the middle of that, Peter, John, and the, lame, and the man that was healed. So G, they are in the middle of that, and then they are being asked. They are being asked, by what name, it says in there, by what power or in whose name have you done this? And then they started to, of course, but Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to recognize that word, Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. We cannot preach the gospel. We cannot share the gospel if it's just by our own. We need the Holy Spirit. So Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he started to proclaim the gospel. Rulers and elders of our people, Peter, after being filled by the Holy Spirit, do you remember Peter before Jesus was crucified during the crucifixion? He denied Christ three times. He was the fearful Peter. 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 He was the fearful Peter. Amen. He denied Christ three times. I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. But then he repented. And they say, but then after the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the boldness and the courage just manifest in Peter. Everything that they have learned through the ministry of Jesus, they were able to deliver and release because of the Holy Spirit. How could Peter stand of all of these people who crucified Christ without him fearing for his life that he might get crucified too, that he might be put to death too? That's why he said, you know, um, he said in their rulers and elders, what is the good deed done for a crippled man? Am I being tried because of the good deed that I have done for this man? Why are you trying me for the good deed? It's like this boldness in him. And then he said that this man was healed because of the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The powerful name, the man that you crucified, whom God was raised to death. And he knows very well that these people, these religious people, does not want to hear that. And yet he stood up, they stood up in front of them and boldly proclaimed the gospel. What do we have to lose, brothers and sisters? What do we have to lose when we share the gospel? Embarrassment, our status, you know? What do we have to lose if we, if we, if we in our present situation, in the workplace, we get identified with Christ? The Bible says, if you are ashamed of me and of my father in this world, I will be ashamed of you as well. That 
let's not just um, let's not just uh, pamper ourselves with the truth that we have accepted Christ and we're okay, that we have eternal life, that it's okay that people around us are going, you know, going every day without assurance of their eternal life. We should always be conscious that people need Christ. People need Christ around us. And we should not be ashamed to share the gospel. Now, it doesn't need an intellect, intellectual thing when we share the gospel. Brothers and sisters, if you love people, if you love people, share your testimony. Share your testimony. If you love God, you will love people. And then share your testimony. Speak about the Lord. Change that whatever you have, such as we have, we give to the people. Amen? Such as we have, we give to the people. That's the heartbeat of God. It's the souls, souls, souls. Souls, souls, souls around us. You know, um, this is not the place of, um, this is not the, the harvest field. It's out there. Amen. It's out there. The souls, the unsaved souls around us, people would misinterpret it like, oh, you just want to grow your church. You just want to bring people more into your religion. Very well know, brothers and sisters, this is not a religion. It is a relationship. If they oppose us, do we feel offended? Fine, we get offended, but at least we could get identified with Christ. Is this just an emotion? Offense comes. But who cares about offense if we are concerned about their souls? Amen? We should have the courage to share the gospel to the people around us. Um, even at work, you know, um, I just, I did not say, oh, Jesus is the Lord. I don't, we don't do it that way. But well, for me, for my experience, I just, whatever need that I perceive or whatever we are talking I would inject the gospel. I would inject Jesus. I get opposition sometimes because um, I have a f I have a coworker who was um, who has a relative who is gay. But then um, I said something. I forgot what I said, and then he she like opposed me and says, "So you're telling me that all the gay people are going to heaven? They are going to hell?" <laughs> I was telling him, God loves all people, and he wants all people to come to him. And God would change all people's lives. Amen. Sometimes when we share the gospel, we don't focus on the sin. We focus that God, there is freedom and deliverance in Christ. Amen. Amen. So um, by the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the man you crucified, for Jesus, this once referred in the scripture where it says, the stones that you have rejected has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So um, after that, the believers prayed also. So um, before that, um, let's open our Bible and um, Acts 4, 13 to 22. Acts um, 4, verse 13 to 22. It says in there, I read from, the, from King James, Now when they saw 
when the, when, the, when the priests saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they were unlearned or ignorant men, that means they did not finish school or they were not in the, in the theological school. That's what it meant, in the rabbinical school. But yet they spoke with authority, they spoke with knowledge, and then they recognized that, they, that um, ignorant men, they marveled. They marveled. They wondered, why are these people so bold and speak with authority? And then they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could not say anything against it. Then in verse 17, but that they all agreed, because a proof is standing there in front of them, and they all agreed, and spread that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them, let us threaten them, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Have you noticed that in verse 17, it's always the religious man, the religious people who blocks the work of God. It is always the religious people who always uh, stop the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Praise the Lord. So um, then in verse 18, when we say um, that they had been with Jesus, and Peter confirmed with his own words, God wants us to use, um, when, um, you know, when, uh, when P Peter and John is in front of the Sanhedrin, and they recognize that they are anointed, they spoke with authority, and they don't know what it is. Um, they, they can, I mean, they don't, um, I'm getting lost. Okay, so Peter and John is in front of the Sanhedrin, and they recognize that these are people that are ignorant and unlearned men. But then these religious people recognize it, that they had been with Jesus. People will recognize who you worship and who you have by the way you speak and by the way you live your life. People also will recognize if we are phony or not. Amen? Because um, it is not, I, I, I always say we should couple our words with our with our works amen that's why a lot of uh, people outside the church gets offended because they see the religious the religiousness of the people inside the bible says do not have the godliness of outside but denying the power thereof it is not just simply professing christian, christian but we should live it in our lives. We should, for, we should not forget, brothers and sisters, that also God requires holiness in our lives. Amen? God requires righteousness in our lives. God requires fruit in our lives. It is not just saying and, and coming to church. We should, we should have that, um, that, um, that fruit in our lives as well. Amen? So, um. So religion often blocks the works of God and the flow of the Holy Spirit. We, we could sense that religion hurts people more. When we become religious and the do and do and do this, it hurts people more. So in the modern day Christian, at the same time, let's look at the Bible. The Bible says um, sometimes Christians worship the Bible, which is wrong. We don't worship the Bible. We don't elevate the word above the living word. 
Are you following me? We should not elevate the word above the living word. The word of God, these are the words of God. God spoke through this word. But brothers and sisters, these words can only become alive unless it's breathed by the Holy Spirit. Amen? It should be coupled and breathed by the Holy Spirit. The words in John 6, 63, the words that I have spoken to you, they are life. They are spirit and they are life. Unless it's coupled by the Holy Spirit, it becomes, it, it produces a religion. Amen? So, um, we should, be, we should uh, be bold in proclaiming the, the work of the gospel and the, the word of the gospel through our lives. And this is what uh, Peter and John, when they were warned, when they were warned that you will be persecuted, you will be beat up, we warned you to stop talking about Jesus, talking about this name. What did Peter and John? So they let them go. Peter and John went back to his group. And what did they say? As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voice together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in the very city for Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O oh Lord, this is what Peter and John did after they were warned. They did not cower in fear, but then here's what they did. They asked for more. Oh, Lord, hear their threats. Give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, 31, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Amen. So they did not fear. They did not stop. But because of the threat, they did not hide. What did they do? They went into the prayer meeting and asked God for more boldness. And asked God for more strength to stand up for Jesus, to be identified with Jesus. That's why in the book of Acts, we often preach about, we often talk about and cite the example of them that they're able to turn the world upside down. In just three years, the whole of Asia at that time was, was given the gospel. They were able to spread out and share the gospel. Perse persecution took place among the believers, but then, you know, they get spread out and they preach the gospel wherever they go. That is what we need right now. Amen? That is what we need right now. To be out there in the workplace. To be out there to share the gospel. To be out there, you know, to just speak. It is not hard, brothers and sisters. Just share your story. Just share your story. Speak about your testimony. But don't make it feel to these people that they are a project, that you're experimenting on them. If you really love people, they would sense that. If you are really concerned to their souls, you, they would sense that. They would know that. Sometimes um, I don't often pray for people, but then if I'm moved 
if I'm um, if there's like an impression in me, then I go and respond, even though it's in a in a very an um an not a not so good manner. But anyway, I have a story to to tell about my sister. It's a testimony about my sister, and I shared it with you some of you guys before. Um, my sister is a nurse, and she worked in th this took place when she was a when she was a nurse working in the Philippines in one of the hospital there in our area in Cavite. And then she was conscious because uh, she was curious because they were told not to go into that room. There's like a certain room in the hospital that nobody could go there. You know, you don't have any business there. Just don't go there. And then she was asking the staff, what's in there? Why, why are we not allowed? Because every morning she would see a man or a, a, a guy go into the room. And then he, she would, he would come out after a while. And then my sister is so curious. He fo she followed the man. <laughs> she went, when the man went into the room, into that uh, room, and then um, she followed her. She followed him. And then she saw that there's a patient in there. Just like a, a, a patient who cannot move, you know, I, I, yeah, so just lying in there. And then she, she asked the, the guy, who is this patient? Oh, he was. That he is he was the husband of the owner of the hospital. He is like in a vegetable condition, but then the, the person goes up there, the guy goes up, goes there every morning to clean him, bathe him, and take care of him and everything. And then uh, my sister is like very bold too with her <laughs> with her faith. Oh, and then you know, she was so burdened and felt compassion with this man on the bed that cannot even move, he's just lying there, he cannot even talk to him. You know what she did the next day? She took the Bible. My sister took the Bible, and then when the guy came, she, he asked, she asked the guy, he, uh, yeah, she asked the guy, Kuya, can I just talk to him for a while and, you know, and share whatever, is that okay? And then the, go ahead, do whatever, you know, while the, while the guy is there. And my sister started to open um, the word of God and share about the gospel to the guy. You know, um, he, she was, he was lying there, not moving anything, but he was talking, she was talking to the ear. She was uh, explaining to him about the word of God, that God loves you, that, uh, you know, Jesus died for you. And then, he, and then she, she told um, the guy, if you would follow this prayer, repent of your sin, accept God as your Lord and Savior. She was, she was whispering into the guy's ear. And then, you know, no response, nothing at all. And then uh, my sister said, thank you, Kuya. You know, when she turned, when she turned to the, to the guy on the bed, Ate, I will never, ever forget this, she said. She saw a tear, you know, uh, flow upon the man's eye. I said, uh, she said, that was an experience that I will never, ever forget, Ate. That's why, um, even, that's why I never hesitate whenever there's a, we, we were asked to pray for people on comatose condition. They could hear, even to the last minute, they could hear. Uh, one recent uh, incident when we went to San Francisco Hospital because my brother's friend got into a serious attack, uh, diet stroke. He was, he was very young, around 40, 30, late 30 years old. Me, Naida, and uh, who, who came with us, um, oh yeah, and Pastor Irene, right? Pastor Irene went in, in that uh, place in the hospital. I could sense that's, that that nurses and the staff there, you know, when we were 
laying our hands and neither were sharing the gospel. You know, even if they're not moving, share the gospel. I've been up to the last minute. Share the gospel. Keep that in mind, brothers and sisters. Share the gospel, even if they're not moving. Share the gospel and have them accept Christ as the Lord and Savior. Even up to the last minute, they might get saved. They might get saved. Who knows? Only God knows. And when we come and stand before God, only the Lord knows. When all the archives of heaven and the eternity, you know, would show what have we done for the Lord. And how much people we have saved to the near death as up to the last minute. Up to the last minute, God loves all people. Bottom line of everything, God loves all people. He loves all people. He doesn't want anyone to perish. That's why we are here. We are here. We are his representative. We have to release what we have. Such as we have, we give to them. We have Christ. Freely you have received. Freely give. Be bold. Be courageous. It doesn't matter. You know, even though we, they would ridicule us, they would tell us bad things. Who cares? We tell them the gospel with all humility, with all love. They would respect you either way, you know. But then we will not impose to them, but share the gospel. I'm not saying the gospel like the gospel like, oh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. We don't have to be that, that religious. We don't have to be that, um, that uh, specific, you know. If there's a quote of the word, then inject it. But at the same time, just pray for them. If we are being prompted to ask them to accept Christ, then accept, let them accept Christ, but pray for people. Love them. Amen. We should be bold. We should not be. We should not be um, fearful. It doesn't matter, even though we get persecuted or ridiculed. It doesn't matter. Then we are sharing the suffering of Christ. The Bible says, Jesus says that um, the things that they did to me, you will experience too. Amen. So it is expected that we will get into a clash. But who cares? You know. We bless the Lord. We follow and obey God. So the simplest way of um, of sharing the gospel is loving people. If we love people, we share our story to them. What is your testimony? What do you have that you that would bless the people? What was your uh, experience in the Lord? What was your past? What are the good things that the Lord has done in your life that you're able to share? Such as I have, I give to you. Amen. And then pray for them. Amen. Pray for them. Um, if we are fearful, if we are fearful, it is normal. But then the boldness means, boldness means stepping out of that con not convenient, out of the comfort zone. It is not convenient to share the gospel, but I would step out. I am fearful at that moment, but I will step out. It's just a matter of choosing. That is the boldness. That is the courage. And the Holy Spirit will honor you, will honor that. Amen. So, um. There was a story, um, in closing, there was a story that um, a British jet pilot, a British test pilot, um, he, he was testing the, the pilot um, one time, the, the plane going up, and then he recognized, it, it's a true story, I forgot the name, Winkle, Winkle? is it Winkle or something? But this is a British, British pilot who was just testing the, the plane. And then when he was going up, he noticed that there's a rat there's a rat in the, um, in the plane, and it's chewing on the fuel line. Now, he doesn't have any, any time to land the plane. So what did he do? He, um, 
what he did is he went go high, high, high. Ano, he flew the plane all the way up high because uh, when, th when he goes up, oxygen will drop and then the rat will, uh, the, the rat ran out of oxygen and the, and the rat died. Because once he land the plane, he, w he, he might not have enough time, but when he land the plane, then the rat will be saved too, right? <laughs> so what did he do? He went up, he flew all the way up, and then the rat died because uh, there's no oxygen. So that was his, and he was enjoying the ride when he was going up there. And then the rat died and he was saved. So in the same way, that fear, that uneasiness, that hesitation is like a rat in our lives. You know, sometimes when we go low, we're saving it. Amen. We're saving that rat. We're saving that fear in our lives that if we go high, we go high, we go up to the Lord. We ask God, just like what the Peter and John says, you know, in the group of these uh, bold, bold believers, they went up. Give us more boldness, God. We go past the enemy lines, and then we get empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. To boldly share the gospel. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go. Uh, let's all stand up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's. Um, Let's all close our eyes and let's, um, let's just be in the spirit of praise and worship. Brothers and sisters, um, Jesus is here right now. Our Heavenly Father is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Do you want that boldness? Do you want that courage right now? I do not know what's going on in your mind and in your heart, the thoughts that's going through your mind right now. But if you want that boldness, if you want that courage, if you want to be compassionate with the souls that is around you, if you want to meet the need of the people that you know, if you want to have that fruit of such as I have, I give to you. Right now, brothers and sisters, just raise your hands. Raise your hands and ask the Lord. Raise your hands right now and ask for boldness and ask for courage right now, brothers and sisters. The Lord will not withhold it from you. He would gladly give it to you. Right now, raise your hands if, it's, if you desire that. Personally, it is you between God. It is you and the Lord alone. 
Yes, ask for that wisdom. Ask for that knowledge. Ask for that compassion. That we will not be out there because we're just going through the religious thing, religiously quoting the word of God, no. But when we are out there talking to people, we are being moved by compassion of the Lord inside of us. Brothers and sisters, when we are being moved by compassion, it bears fruit, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters. It bears fruit, hallelujah. There is always a miracle in the gospel whenever Jesus is being moved with compassion, then miracles take place. Loving people is being compassionate on them. Let's just ask God to, to have that compassion in our hearts. That we would love all people irregardless. Whether they are rich, whether they are uneducated, whether they are difficult. That we would have the humility to still manifest who Jesus is in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we humble ourselves before you, O oh God. Lord, we ask, Lord God, for forgiveness. If we regarded the opinion of man more than the opinion of God, and not regard, Lord God, that these souls are being lost, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, forgive us for not manifesting the fruits of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, forgive us, O oh Lord. If sometimes we become so religious with our faith that we forget that you love all of these people, Lord God, that everything is done, everything is done, that you want them to come to you, not to us to come to you, Lord God. Lord, I pray for the release, Lord God, of your truth among your people, Lord. Release your compassion in us, oh Lord, this morning, Lord God. Lord, release your compassion, Lord we want nothing else but your compassion, Lord God. Your love for people, Lord God. That whatever we say, it is true. Whatever we say, it is true, Lord God. That we are transparent before God and we are transparent before people, Lord God. Yes, we have weaknesses, so God. But then, because of the blood, because of the blood, Lord God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, God. We glorify your name, Lord empower your people, Lord God, that wherever we go, Lord God, we share you, we represent you, Lord. We release you, Lord God, to these people, Lord. There's a lot of people hurting out there, Lord, even among young people, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, empower our young people, Lord God, to reach out the other young people, Lord, who are in need, oh God. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, 
that you would heal the broken hearted, Lord. Set them that are bruised and captives, Lord God. For you have anointed, Lord God, Jesus and Jesus in us, Lord God, to preach the gospel to the poor. That we would share the gospel, Lord God, to all souls, Lord God, irregardless, Lord God. Whether they are poor, whether they are homeless, whether they are uneducated, Lord God. It doesn't matter. They are a soul and you died for them, Lord God. Help us to freely, Lord God, freely release your gospel, Lord God, such as we have, Lord God. Help us to give to all of these people, Lord, that is around us, even in the grocery store. Lord God, give us the boldness, oh Lord. That if you prompted us, Lord God, to go and approach that person, that mom, that father, Lord God, even that child, that young people, Lord God, that we will step forth in faith because you have prompted us, oh God, and let us release, release, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, your kingdom, Lord God, and your salvation and you, Lord Jesus, upon their lives. Thank you, Lord God. Empower your people, Lord. Empower your people will not be scared to face off with any circumstances because you are in us oh god you are in us oh lord thank you jesus thank you father bless your people lord bless your people lord god glorify your name jesus thank you father and we give back to you lord all the praise the honors and the glory in jesus name we pray amen Amen. Praise the Lord. Whoever, um, whoever wants to uh, to be prayed for, you could come in the front, and we'll pray for you. And that officially closes the service.